This podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience at Legend Comics in Omaha, Nebraska. Sort of break it, break it down like good. You're listening to the two nerds, the two-headed nerd comic cast with Joe and Matt. Welcome to episode 17 of the Two-Headed Nerd, where we're talking comics and news for the week of Wednesday, May 11th. Our stupid real lives got in the way last week, but we're stupid back, moms. folks. My name is Matt Baum, and when I'm not diffusing rumors of last week's show being canceled due to me detoxing in a sex addiction clinic, I'm writing about and appraising comics for WorthPoint.com. Yeah, rumors, yes. And I'm Joe Patrick, manager of Legend Comics in Omaha, Nebraska, and when I'm not trying to explain to Matt that his condition is a sickness, and he's not alone. While simultaneously fighting off his advances, I'm the artist and co-creator of Good Plus Online. You should see how he's dressed, folks. He's totally asking for it. <laughs> this week, you'll hear reviews of New Mutants 25 and Batman Incorporated number 6. We'll jump past Lightspeed and slam through a pile of legal documents in the all-new yet strangely familiar Ludicrous Speed round and introduce a brand new segment as a part of our Please Don't Stop Listening Because You Think We Got Lazy last week when we didn't have time to record a show initiative called <laughs> Nerd TV. But before we get to all that crap, let's ignore one more call from the former and now single governor to go cruising for former news anchors and check out this week's big news. Marvel recently finished up a week-long series of conference calls detailing their plans for the Ultimate Universe following the conclusion of their Death of Spider-Man storyline. Several new titles were announced. What was not announced, unfortunately, was the removal of the unnecessary Ultimate Comics prefix. So stupid. Yeah, they insist on pasting it on every book. The new titles will be a new ongoing Ultimate Comics Ultimates... Ultimate Ultimates series by Jonathan Hickman. It doesn't even roll off the top. No. Ultimate, ultimately awesome Ultimate. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, this is by Jonathan Hickman and Asad Ribic, and they plan on releasing more than twelve issues per year. An Ultimate Comics Hawkeye miniseries by Hickman and Rafa Sandoval, who was the artist of the Ultimate Mystery Enemy Doom trilogy. A new Ultimate Comics X Men series by Nick Spencer and Paco Medina, uh, who I believe was the guy that drew Curse of the Mutants, that the new X Men yes, title. Yes, yes, and it uh, looked great. Yeah, didn't read great, but it looked great. <laughs> yes, uh, and that's going to feature uh, members that made it through Ultimatum, like Kitty Pride, Bobby Drake, and Rogue. New characters like Son of Wolverine, Jimmy Hudson, and surprisingly... Because <laughs> Wolverine would totally have a kid named Jimmy. Uh, and surprisingly, Johnny Storm. Uh, and then finally, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man will be relaunched again with a new number one and will be helmed by old reliable Brian Michael Bendis and artist Sarah Pacelli. Matt, does this news make you feel all of your feelings? This is ex- this is exciting. I like all these creators. This sounds really interesting. Full disclosure, I don't read Ultimate Comics. I gave up a long time ago because I, I got it in my head that I only have time to pay attention to one universe, which is ridiculous. Weirdo. I know, and I've started clawing my way back here and there. I'll probably check these out. This sounds like fun, but man, the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate garbage. Yeah. It, it's just so stupid. I, I do hate that, but I largely ignore it. Whenever I refer to them, I still refer to it as Ultimate Spider-Man and Ultimate Avengers. I don't call it Ultimate Comics anything except for comedy, folks. <laughs> I've never stopped reading, and Ultimate Spider-Man is as good as it's ever been. A little shocked that they're renumbering it again, but with a new... Uh, oh, come on. Marvel will never no, miss a chance to renumber I guess I shouldn't anything. say that I'm surprised. But even, if it, even if it means messing with the math to get to 500 or 700 yeah. or whatever. But Bendis has said that, you know, when we read The Death of Spider-Man... Uh, and we read the the new number one, we'll understand why it's necessary. And it will be a new character in the costume, so hey, 
I'm excited for all of this. It's a big name creators on titles that I'm a good chance for people to jump on Ultimate yeah, Comics. Excited as well, to read them if you have them before. In other news, Kevin Smith and Dynamite are teaming up once again to release another one of Smith's rejected screenplays in comic form. (laughs) This August, get ready for The Bionic Man, adapted by Phil Hester and Jonathan Lau from Smith's 1998 screenplay based on the 1970s TV series The Six Million Dollar Man. Joe, do we care and is Kevin going to turn all his bad ideas into comics now? I think it would be funnier if if they kept the name The Six Million Dollar Man. And he was, like, really crappy yeah, because like, like, $6 million is not that <laughs> doesn't much. Doesn't buy a whole lot of robotics any, or bionics <laughs> anymore. This is the same team that's doing Green Hornet right now. And God bless Phil Hester. Love the guy. Jonathan Lau, very talented. I just don't think Kevin Smith is the superhero writer we thought he was. And he's probably going to blast Green us Hornet. on his podcast if he hears this because he's not oh, afraid man. to take shots. Because he totally listens to the two-headed nerd <laughs> comic cast. Yeah, I don't care. I care more about the $6 million man than I cared about the Green Hornet, so maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah, the Alex Ross cover that they previewed looks, I mean, gorgeous as usual. And I do like Phil Hester, but this isn't really big news to me. I'm not super excited. This sounds like paycheck material for Kevin Smith. I'll be excited if it's good. In Hollywood news, according to Entertainment Weekly, NBC has officially passed on the Wonder Woman pilot featuring Adrian Palicki. Can't imagine why. Yeah. And Fox passed on the lock and key pilot, which is terrible. Uh, there was no reason reported for either, but speculation on the net is that they both kind of sucked. Fall TV cancellations were also announced this week, and perhaps as a surprise to no one, Fox's Human Target and ABC's V were at the top of the list. And I told you that plucky female sidekick was a worse idea than Leo on Growing Pains. Yeah, she sucked, man. That was just so dumb and unnecessary. I love that show. I did, too. Human Target was a lot of fun until this season. I'm not going to defend it. I I didn't hate it, but I was getting tired of, like, them coming up with reasons that the new foxy boss has to go on field missions. Yeah. I mean, Uh, really. Like, did we need to interject some femininity in the show? Maybe, but there's better ways to do it than that. No, we didn't need to interject femininity into the show. The show is the human target featuring the rad human target and his rad sidekicks. Yeah, no, definitely. I am disappointed at Lock and Key not getting picked up, I heard actually that the script was really good. I didn't hear much about it. But then again, this is all net speculation we're talking here. Because yeah. when it comes to no like pilot episodes, sure. maybe they'll release something later on on you know Netflix or something like that. I kind of doubt we'll e- Wonder Woman will ever see the light of day because it sounds like Thank it was an God. absolute embarrassment. <sighs> we dodged the bullet there, my yeah, friend. No doubt. <laughs> I do think it's interesting that nobody cared that V is gone. And even the people who are watching it are kind of wiping their brow like, whew. <laughs> Glad I don't have to watch that anymore. That's the big news this week. If you want to discuss these stories or one that we missed, hit us up on our Facebook page, where Joe and I have been trying to explain for more than a week now that had Dwayne The Rock Johnson been the love interest in Thor, it would have smashed <laughs> Fast Five's $85 million weekend. Let's talk about some new comics that came out this week. That is what we do on this show, I believe. I and mean, we've got comic right in, do the, we? right in the title. It's right there. Right, we got to give them something. I mean, right. especially after last week. I guess. Save us, Joe Patrick. What did you read this week? <laughs> My pick was Batman Incorporated number six from DC Comics, written by Grant Morrison with art by Chris Burnham. In this issue, the true scope of Bruce Wayne's vision for Batman Inc. comes to into focus. 
in a series of quick cut scenes that show the growing army of heroes in action and that set the stage for their battle against the mysterious Leviathan. Uh, This book is Grant Morrison's love letter to Batman's insane Silver Age wacky past. Yeah, it completely bananas. And I love the way that Morrison embraces that insanity and puts a modern spin on it. Absolutely. You know, this is the book that Morrison promised us when he first took over the main title five years ago. This is the hero that sword fights with Ra's al Ghul in the desert while wearing his cowl but no shirt. Yeah, sexy, shirtless, <laughs> Silver Age Batman. Uh, you know, a lot of S's. Criminals fear him but and his family believes in him and his allies trust him. And, you know, there is certainly a place for the grim, like, Dark Knight version that we've had for so many years. But this is such a refreshing change of pace. We had that for so long. And if you still want it, you can read it in the pages of Batman and Batman sure. Gotham yeah, Knight. Yeah, that's the great thing if about If it the... ever comes out again. <laughs> that's the good thing about the bad books right now is that they're all completely different. This book is by far my favorite. Morrison shows that he's got a bigger imagination than any other 10 comic writers. This is what Morrison does best. You want a thousand new characters introduced that are all totally awesome. Grant Morrison is your guy. That's a note that I made is that he casually just created an entire group of throwaway villains. Yeah. Joe Average and the Average Joes. (laughs) Who I love. And they have code names like electrician and mechanic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and it's campy and ridiculous, and I love it. And Nero Nicto, is that it? Well, yeah, Nero Nicto. The investi- the villain investigator. Yeah, the private eye to the Who, like, in one element. line where they're like, would you like to take your coat off, sir? He's like, no, it's bitterly cold. And they're like, it's 89 degrees. Man, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what Morrison does best. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's he's so creative. And the best thing is that he's been doing this for almost 20 years now. Yeah, and it's not getting He's old. not like a new guy on the scene. He is an established writer that has been doing this for so long. And he's still at the top Like hitting of his, his game. stride, I would argue. Yeah. Plot-wise, I really enjoy the direction the book is headed. You know, we see the breadth of Batman Inc.'s uh, growth and how Bruce is aligning the, the pieces on his chessboard, both as Batman and as Bruce Wayne. And we're finally seeing the Ouroboro-like thing that's been coming slowly yes, into focus. The, the Leviathan for is, a long is time. coming. The, the ring around the, the world. The ring around the world, right. Now, there has been some criticism uh, by listeners of this very There's show. There's a lot of haters out there for this <laughs> book, and I, I and, just – I don't get it. Well – the criticism is that Morrison's Batman is too confusing and requires like a deep knowledge of past stories. And I do agree to an extent that that has been true. Some of his storylines, Batman R.I.P. in particular. Oh, yeah. That was were, brutal. Were very dense and hard to penetrate. But Batman Incorporated embraces those stories and weaves them into the current day mythology without punishing the reader for not knowing anything about past El Gaucho experience, yeah, uh, th- appearances. This book, it is spelled out. This is not Grant Morrison reading us a riddle anymore. This is spelled out. It's all yeah, right there. You, it's wacky, Silver Age, superhero, Batman adventure, maintaining super high art standards and a very gritty yes. sensibility as well. Now, if you are someone that does know the old stories, you will find this book very rewarding. But if you don't... It's okay. It's okay if you don't know who Kathy Kane is, like the who the original Kathy Kane was. And I and again, I understand that several of us are mad about Batman R.I.P. Let it go. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's over. They spelled it out. Let it go. Don't skip this book because you're mad about that because you're missing out. And the thing is, is that there are so many bat titles on the market, and I will be the first one to admit that Batman and Batman: The Dark Knight are not very good. They're bad. 
I'll punch David Finch in his face, man. That guy's a great <laughs> artist, and I wish they just let him work with a writer, please. Yes. However, Batman Incorporated, Batman and Robin, and Detective Comics, these are better Batman stories than we've gotten in a decade. Absolutely. Really, if your complaint is only three out of the five Batman titles are any good, then why read Batman at all? Pick one that you love. Yeah, if there's any I complaint, it one. is that there's too many books. I got that. But that is not this book's fault. Don't well, punish it for that. I don't I don't think that's a valid complaint because you don't have to read them. Batman and Robin does not tie into Detective Comics and does not tie into Tony Daniels' Batman. No. If you don't want to read them, don't read them. But you should be reading Batman Incorporated. Chris Burnham. Oh. Just a couple, not more than two or three weeks ago on this show, we were going, who's Who? Chris Burnham? Yeah, exactly. Who is this guy? He's amazing. He is. Uh, his artwork absolutely. His artwork is phenomenal. Very frank, quietly reminiscent, uh, but not a copycat no, by any means. What I what I wrote here in my review is that he's kind of a cross between Frank Quietly and Art Adams. That's excellent. I didn't see that, but yeah. I totally agree. There are a couple of panels in there that uh, show people reacting to news that they're hearing. I'm like, oh man, that's very Art Adamsy. His faces are so expressive. Even even his extras, even people in the crowds in this, the backgrounds, yeah, yeah. just look like people everybody one of my favorite elements amazing. one of my favorite elements in the art is that as you progress through the book you see bruce wayne out of costume and every time you see him he looks a little crazier yeah like he's got the bug eyes and his eyebrows are super pointy yeah and he's just like wily detailing. smiling he's detailing bruce his wayne. master plan he's like ah batman is everywhere <laughs> and it's so great <laughs> my favorite scenes from this issue first Alfred casually taking out a group of armed thugs yeah. in the background. Love the tough Alfred. He's just like tripping a guy and tasing Was another. That the emoticon man. The emoticon <laughs> man. Yeah. And like white faces with emoticons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like they don't reference it in the book. It's just a group of dudes pour out of a van and Alfred is just like, yup. And Trips takes one and down. tases the other. Also, the long awaited return of Cassandra Kane to the Bat family. Yeah. Totally rad. Black Bat. I don't like uh, the name. I'm okay with the name. I don't like the name. I don't care what they call her. I, mean, I like her as Batgirl. I'm just going to keep calling her. i said it before. Her. I'll say it again. I just refer to her as Cassandra, so it doesn't matter what she's called, really. Bottom line is that this book is great. Uh, it is one of the best Batman books on the stands, and it is really, Batman is better than it's been in a long, long time. Uh, this book is a strong buy it. Yeah, strong buy it for me, too. This is where you spend your Bat dollars. If yep. you're looking for a Bat read, this is it. Well, that's enough out of me. Matt, what was your pick this week? I read New Mutants number 25, Marvel Comics, written by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, with Hooray. art by Leandro, not Leonardo, but right. Leandro Fernandez. I think I said Leonardo all week. Good job, buddy. I may have even tweeted Leonardo at one point. <laughs> uh, it's the aftermath of Age of X, and that means it must be time for a new creative team and a new direction for the New Mutants, which is good, but I do have to say Zeb Wells was doing a great job on this title, and uh, I look forward to whatever he does next. In this issue, we see the New Mutants licking their wounds after the most recent time that Magic, who is Colossus' sister, Ileana Rasputin, forced the team and the X-Men to deal with a supernatural threat in Limbo. I think they've been to Limbo 15 times in the first <laughs> in 20 issues. In 24 issues. issues. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, Magic freed Charles Xavier's son, Legion, to defeat the Elder Gods of Limbo. And shortly after the battle, pow, Age of X. So Cyclops sits down with Magic to try and figure out if she's one of the team's most powerful allies or most dangerous liability. <laughs> that scene was amazing. It really was. <laughs> the one complaint that I had with this book, it was really fun. I love these characters. I'm an old school mutants guy. But the book felt a little directionless. Well, they set up the direction. I disagree. Time out. I'm getting there. 
before this. The book was starting to feel a little directionless. Oh, you mean New Mutants in general? Yes. I, I, I mean, it was fun to read, and I liked the character development, but what were they doing? Why did we need this X team? Sure. Where were they going with this? And this book it, instantly takes care yeah. of all of that I'm, with the coolest idea that I've seen in a long time for a direction. Basically, the New Mutants, who are the X-Men. They're not called the New Mutants in anything and, but and the title. And they've said that as in title only. Right. They, they are, are the team. X-Men. They're going to be cleaning up. The X-Men's unfinished business. I love it. They're going to be jumping around, taking care of all these weird old continuity threads, the first of which, X-Man. Yes! X-Man! Totally awesome. (laughs) Cable from the Age of Apocalypse universe, who was shunted into our universe. Regardless, you had one of the most powerful characters that has ever walked the earth. He's basically like what Cable would be if he didn't have to constantly use his vast abilities to keep himself from being eaten by a robot virus. And And travel time. (laughs) <laughs> with his arm yeah. time travel machine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we've given them a direction. This is the most ridiculous review the new we've mutants, ever given. The new mutants are going to be cleaning up the X-Men's old messes. And Cyclops sitting down with Danny Moonstar, who I would add needs to get her powers back. You know what? But she's totally tough without him. She's super tough. She needs to get her powers back. She was back. an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Everybody, like a bunch of other people got their powers farted back into them by Legion at the end of the Sage of X thing. I'm not sure why Moonstar couldn't. She needs her powers back. Well, her powers was just to cast illusions. And I mean, I'm fine. But you know what? I want them back. She's a mutant. I, I need that back. You That's don't need it. part of her it. character. You I like it. You need it. And I like her as the leader. I also really like Cannonball leading any X team. And I yeah. I hope they don't shunt him too far to the back here. I think this is just him taking a seat on the bench for a little while. Yeah, agreed. But we get to see Cyclops sitting down with Danny and saying, look, your job is to clean up our messes. You're going to go out and you're going to take care of the garbage that the X-Men don't have time to deal with. Like all the old weird loose plot holes. Like 60 years of weird loose plot holes. <laughs> I can't know? wait. And it's so fun. We get to They can revisit so many great ideas. Beginning with this X-Man idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so much fun here. There's But Abnett and Lanning, I'm sorry, we got way off topic. Abnett and Lanning are the perfect guys for a job like this. To come in and interject some humanity into these characters. And the best parts of this book are the one-on-ones between Cyclops and Magic and Cyclops and Moonstar. Yeah, the end the end of that scene between Cyclops and Magic. I won't spoil it because it's like the it's a perfectly executed page turn where you think it's just them and then they turn the page and it's like bam. Yeah. Uh that's um, that was so good. <laughs> now, speaking of that, Leandro Fernandez. He has this very Eduardo Rizzo kind of style to him. Yes. And he does really, really good tight work in the interpersonal conversation stuff. Yes. But I felt like he gets really lost in the action right. scenes. It it just doesn't work. I almost wish there was two artists on this book. Yeah. I mean, he's a very competent artist and I really like his stuff. Talented guy. I don't think he's a good fit for a superhero book, let alone a book with this much happening. Yeah. I don't know if there it works. There are too many characters. The, there's too much clutter. But- he has some real background issues, too. Like, when he's drawn Utopia, it kind of looks like it's an office building. Every other book, I did notice Utopia that. is this, like, hyper-tech world. You know? I actually <laughs> noticed the where Colossus storms out of the office. Yeah. Like, that looks like the hallway of a high-rise. And there's, like, plants in the background. Yeah. You know? yeah. It, I just don't know if he's the guy for this book. I like him. I think he might be more of a street-level artist, though. Yeah. I agree. Other than a couple of art gripes, this is a fantastic book. Double this buy a it double here. Buy it. Double yep. buy it here for New Mutants. It's from- a good week for comics. 
You know what that music means, and it's not what you think. Due to some legal threats by a little company called ESPN, who has a show called Around the Horn, watched by a paltry 2 million viewers a day, <laughs> who prefers to have their big brother, a bloated bully named the Walt Disney Company, fight their fights for them, we're ditching the lightning round for an all-new yet totally similar segment where we review 10 comics in record time we're now calling the Ludicrous Speed Round. Nobody threatened to see us. Ludicrous Speed! Go! X-Men Legacy 248! Uh, I'm excited about this book again. It's the aftermath of Age of X, and this seems like it's going to be a fun Magneto story. I love fun Magneto stories. I liked it. Oh, buy it. <laughs> That's what we do on this part. Birds of Prey, number 12. I have been kind of up and down on the relaunch of Birds of Prey. I'm back up again. It's been a roller coaster. Uh, a guy that I really like, whose name I forget, that used to drop Manhunter, is taking over the art, and okay. it's beautiful. Time out. Fail. Buy it. It's Jesus Says, or Jesus Says, or Jesus Walks, or something like that. Moriarty, The Dark Chamber, number one. This is my pick of the week in the shop, uh, solely on what the story was about. And it was crazy, and I liked it, man. You it know was what? fun stuff. It was way too wordy, and the words were not interesting oh, enough get to out of my here. attention. Buy it. <laughs> Skim it. Yeah, you're simple-minded. <laughs> Daredevil Reborn, number four. That might be true. Uh, finishes the weird... Daredevil in the... Like Kane from Kung Fu, walk yeah. on the earth. It puts Daredevil in the right place he needs to be for the relaunch. He's got to shave that stupid beard. Didn't need this story. Uh, you don't need to read this. Leave it. Yeah. Brimstone. Number one. This uh, Cowboys and Zombies, maybe? Can't really tell. Uh, Xenoscope, art's not bad. The dialogue's pretty ham-fisted. It's and got a terrible greenhorn ultimate Not cover. afraid to drop the N-bomb. I'll tell you that much. Oh, gosh. Skim it. G.I. Joe, volume two, number one. That's no, it. Joe. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> really, it was well, bad. Well, okay. As good as G.I. Joe Cobra <laughs> is, is uh, as bad as this one was. Uh, I was interested in the Cobra Civil War. Isn't it Chuck Dixon? Yeah. Damn. It's not very good. What happened to Leave it. Oh, that's me. That's me. Red Spike, number one. You know what? This felt felt like I got punched in the face and woke up in 1994. (laughs) 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 It was bad. And the art was bad. And it was only a dollar, so it didn't hurt that bad. But, man, this this was bad. I ignored it. Yeah, it was bad. (laughs) Batman, Arkham City, number one. (sighs) I was kind of excited for this because it was because it's Paul Dini New and cover. I like the artist Carlos De Anda. Love the video game. Uh, yes. That said, this is a video game tie-in comic and it's not very good. Yeah, they never uh, are. Hardly. If you are a super fan, you should skim it. Otherwise, ignore it. So that's a leave it unless we're adding ignore it to the scale. <laughs> Moon Knight, which is like it offended you. Moon Knight, number I, one. I love Moon Knight. He's Marvel's Batman ripoff. Yes. I love all things Denny O'Neill, including Asriel. That's true. It looks like they're doing Moon Knight right, and it seems like everybody's main complaint here was that the surprise ending was spoiled by the internet. That's not this book's fault. The internet spoiled it for us, but it's still a fun reveal, and I like it. I uh, give it a bite. I give it a bite, too. I'm mad that Bendis is the one that spoiled it. Oh, please. Flash 12. The Flash series ends with a whimper. Yeah. Scott Collins. Whimpering into Flashpoint. <laughs> Listen, I thought Flashpoint number one was good, and we will get to that. Ain't at, talking about no Flashpoint, show. sir. But this Who lead up to ground? Flashpoint was irrelevant, and Scott Collins' soft focus, weird painted style is not good. I hate it. It pains me to say this. Skim it. I'm going to leave it. Oh, I think I was going to go leave. <laughs> the flam. That is your new Ruger Speed Round. It's so much more fun, right? I'm sad about the name. Oh, please. But yes, it was pretty fun. 
Now let's take a look at some of the comics we're excited about for next week. Joe, what are you hoping will help you escape the dull, crushing boredom of your adult life? I am pretty excited for Rocketeer Adventures number one. It's an anthology, so it's multiple creators. John Cassidy, Mike Alred, Kurt Busiek. It's got some good names on it. Yeah, and it, it definitely does. I'm going to read this. It looks good. You know, I never read the comics, but uh, I love the movie and the creative team's involved have me excited to never say the two-headed nerd didn't ignore their comic history that's right matt what are you hoping will distract you from coming to grips with a lifetime of procrastination that resulted in you being the world's oldest college student uh alpha flight 0.1 i'm so happy alpha flight's back it's a stupid point one issue and i don't care it's alpha flight it's back fred van linty and greg pack when they work together fun fun stuff happens i've got high hopes for this it's true world's biggest alpha flight fan by the way maybe this version of alpha flight will be the one maybe this will make me get that sasquatch tattoo i've been thinking about It's time for a brand new segment we're calling Nerd TV, where we take a look at what's playing on the internet, cable, on DVD, and in theaters each month. Joe, what are nerds going to want to watch in May? Do we have to say it like that? I don't know. It's kind of I was going for that classic MTV thing. You okay. Know? <laughs> uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes returns to Disney XD with new episodes this weekend. And if you don't have the cash to see Thor in the theaters, you can catch Almighty Thor starring... I think, I think Thor uses a gun in this one. <laughs> 21 Jump Street's Richard Grieco as Loki. Nobody and, casts like the Sci-Fi Network. And Kevin Nash as Odin. I'll tell you, man. That's a... <laughs> All this month on the Sci-Fi Network and Amazon Instant Video. And as of this recording... Both Smallville and Stargate Universe have aired their final episodes. Matt's still working his way through the Stargate, so uh, he plugs his ears and screams anytime anyone threatens to spoil an episode. I love it so much. We won't discuss that one. Luckily, we have no emotional connection to Smallville whatsoever. I stopped uh, watching that show three years ago. Because it sucks. Yeah. And since we don't watch it, we brought in our friend and resident Smallville apologist, Keith Binder, the eight-foot-tall baby. Okay, Keith, you slogged through the muck and the mire that was this piece-of-crap Superman show for ten years. You've got your Friday nights back. How do you feel? I feel awful. (laughs) I got duped into watching this for ten years. After the fourth year, I assumed... They tricked you. (laughs) I assumed that they would start moving into Metropolis and everything, which they did. Brief synopsis. Okay, the last show. Spoiler alert. last episode. I'm going to spoil it because if you care, shame on you. It's because you like bad TV. (laughs) Um, there is Apocalypse shows up. Not not the people of Apocalypse, the planet, Mogo style. And <laughs> straight Mogo style. Straight it, Mogo style. And nobody can see it until it's right on top of them, which makes no sense because it's a planet. Uh what do those NASA jerks do anyway? For real. Their last episode, Clark turns off Jorel inside the Fortress of Solitude. I don't even know what you're saying. Yeah, I know. We, it should be he turns off the computer. Short version, he puts on the Superman suit, he pushes Apocalypse away, Lex forgets he grew up with Superman. <laughs> yes, there is a Lex mind wipe. Let's talk about the emotional response. That, that's what I'm more interested in. Where I is, was, where I was is Keith post-Smallville? They had, they had the Air Force One scene from Superman <laughs> as the main, like, they never showed Tom Welling in the suit. Really? We never got a good shot of it. Ten at years. All. Ten, Ten years, years you waited for this crap. He flew. He did a really silly fly into John Glover dark side. Will you admit it was terrible that this show sucks? Oh yeah, totally. It but only, I'll still watch it because I'm I'm a glutton for punishment. It only took ten years, folks. But there it is from the eight foot tall baby. Terrible. Smallville officially sucked. 
Over on the DVD front, Green Hornet starring Seth Rogen hit shelves on May 3rd. Thor, Tales of Asgard, which is another of the new Marvel animated straight-to-DVD movies, hits on the 24th. And the final season of Stargate Universe hits on the 31st. I love it. There are so many Stargate shows, I feel like I can't even penetrate them. All the rest of them are terrible. You don't need to watch any of them. Just watch Stargate Universe. Over at Netflix, Marvel Animation has a ton of stuff available for instant watch, including motion comics like Astonishing X-Men, and uh, Iron Man Extremis. Also, 90s animated series like Spider-Man Unlimited. Meh. Uh, and Iron Man Armored Adventures, which is surprisingly fun. I never watched it. It's, it's kind of fun. It's teen Tony, though. So it depends on how you no, feel about that. That's great. Uh, the Incredible Hulk, Fantastic Four, World's Greatest Heroes, where the thing had the four painted on his rocky chest. <laughs> All that stuff is available for uh, instant watch on Netflix. And it's a complete series, right? I'm pretty sure those are complete. Netflix is streaming complete anime series like Heat Guy J, Death Note, and Full Metal Alchemist, three of my favorites, which I plan on revisiting. And I love that they're putting up the whole shebang now. So if you've been thinking about Netflix Instant Watch, great time for Nerd to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they have a plan now where you can get instant only. (laughs) This episode brought to you by Netflix. (laughs) You can let us know what you're watching over on our Facebook page and be prepared for Two more THN Movie Ha crossovers next month when we team up to review X-Men First Class and Green Lantern. I'm so excited. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. I I am actually looking forward to both of these movies. Boy. (laughs) Boy. Sort of break it it down like this. Well, that's it for the Two-Headed Nerd Comic Cast this week. If you didn't rip your computer from the wall in disgust and curse our names when we missed last week's episode, check us out on iTunes, where your star ratings and reviews will ease our codependency, but only slightly, because we need you and we'd kill ourselves if we thought you didn't love us back, and if you try and leave us, we'll tell everyone you got us pregnant. <laughs> As always, you can find all things Two-Headed and Nerdy at TwoHeadedNerd.com, where you can find our Twitter handles... And links to our buddies' nerdy projects like Movie Ha, a movie review podcast hosted by our friends Ryan and Matt. You can also submit your Ask a Nerd questions or beg for required reading suggestions. If that's not enough, you can head over to our Facebook page where you can become a fan of THN and answer the question of the week. This week's query, now that Fear Itself and Flashpoint both have at least a first issue on the stands, what are your first impressions of the Big Two's summer, summer crossover? I'll say again, entering Flashpoint with a whimper. Look, Flash 12 was bad, Flashpoint 1 good. Before we go, our weekly shout-out goes out to Tim Flieger, a friend of mine who doesn't even read comics but listens to the show and reported to me in a very shocked tone. He thought it was pretty good. Thanks for the vote of confidence, Tim. <laughs> Until next time, true believers, this is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off. Sawadee. So